Hello and welcome to the second episode of Gupshot. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Zuhair. And in this podcast, we cover my journey as a former Catholic into marrying a Muslim man. Um, we'll cover themes of relationships, family and culture, as well as the joys and challenges of being in a mixed race relationship. And in our last episode, we left off um, with a surprise text message that I received from one of your family members. Um, and it turned out to be your sister. Um, she was inviting me to a family dinner in the Hunter Valley. And if you don't know the Hunter Valley, it is a region about two hours north of Sydney. So quite a while away. Um, and the dinner was supposed to include um, some of her friends as well. So it was going to be quite a big sort of event. And your sister also invited my parents. Um, I asked my parents if they w- could come. Um, my mum was working, so she wasn't actually able to come. But I happily agreed. And I took leave on that day. It was during the week. So I took a day off work and, yeah, we planned to come to the Hunter. Well, you, you didn't actually drive at that point. So for you, I remember there was uh, a bit of an issue with how you were going to get there if your parents couldn't go there. And as it turned out, you decided to take a train, which I think took double the amount of time as the drive. But that's kind of the option you took. And then... Well, the only reason that you, like, we couldn't go together was because at the last minute you told me that you had booked a job um, in the South Coast, which is actually in the opposite direction, and you wouldn't be done until later that night. So you weren't actually able to come to the dinner, which was disappointing for me because I wanted you there. You would have had to go by yourself to this almost very formal family dinner in the Hunter, which um, is a pretty long drive. It's a two-hour drive, I think three or four-hour train trip. Um, But yeah, I I couldn't come that day. And then you had turned out that you wouldn't take a train there. I think you ended up going there with your parents ultimately. Yeah, at the last minute, my parents agreed to drive me. And um, when we got there, we had a nice lunch together. And then I checked into a hotel and started getting ready because it was quite a formal event. I, you know, packed a nice dress and um, a coat and, yeah, I got ready. Um, And then there was an issue of actually getting to the place where the dinner was happening Um, because there basically are no cabs in that area. It's quite rural. And the cab company that I'd called um, several times because I kept checking to see how far away my cab was. And then after like the third call, it turned out that they don't actually service that area. They just hadn't told me until that point. So that was some great customer service on there. Yeah. Because when you book a cab, you have to tell them what suburb you're going to. Yeah, you would have already told them. They would have known that they didn't service that area from yeah. the beginning. I don't even know what happened, but anyway. And then you 
ended up calling a cab for me from a different company. Um, and then the cab finally showed up. Um, I, you know, took the 10 minute journey to the place and it was actually a place where we'd stayed previously when we've been to the Hunter. Um, it's really nice accommodation. And I saw you there. <laughs> would have been <laughs> a shock. A bit confused. I did think the whole situation was a little fishy in the cab ride there. I was just a bit confused about how you had the time to call me a cab, even though you were supposed to be doing this work thing. And also the fact that the the venue had been moved from this other place to this accommodation where we'd stayed because I just thought it was a bit weird that we were having these um pre-dinner pre-dinner snacks at um this other place. Um anyway, and when I showed up, um I saw you and it was just a bit I was just confused. And you looked nice. You were in like nice. Yeah. You were in like nice button up and um I was like what are you doing here (laughs) and then well I got lost when I first got there because you told me the wrong direction to walk in and then anyway you like led me to the room and then I opened the door and then um there was it was all like purple inside purpley bluey like um like stars on the ceiling and then music started and um, I just started crying immediately because I, I knew what was happening. Um, and then I just we were just like hugging each other for a while and then you were like, look at these things. <laughs> and then I saw like um, some photos around the room of some nice moments of our relationship um, I think one of them was like one of the first times I drove when you were teaching me how to drive and my first parking job and um, when we first got our kittens, when we brought them home, things like that. Um, that was really special. And then there were also candles everywhere, by the way. Um, and then you said, let's go outside and um, in this accommodation, um, basically the backyard just leads out to vineyards and it's really pretty. Um, it was just around sunset, possibly a bit after. It was starting to get a bit dark at that point because it took me so long to get there. <laughs> I know I kind of ruined the timing on um, all your plans, but um yeah, your friends were outside. Um and just for backstory, um my favorite scene from the office is Michael and Holly's proposal. Michael's proposal to Holly. Um where she's basically she walks down like this corridor of like the different characters from the office and they ask her, will you marry me? And she says, no. And then at the end it's Michael. And then he says in Yoda voice. (laughs) Marrying me, will you be? Yeah. (laughs) 
your bride. Wait, what did she say? Your bride becoming I mean, will, will I, I be? Yeah. And then anyway, your friends were asking me, will you marry me? And I was like, no. And then you led me to like some, a love heart on the, um, in rose petals, um, and in front of the vineyards. And then you gave your little speech. Very little. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't that little. I mean, I don't know. It was supposed to be longer, but I mean, you got the point across and, um, you were a bit emotional as well. It was just an emotional time for everyone. And, um, and yeah, obviously I said yes. You didn't even say what I asked. <laughs> you asked you asked if I'd marry you. And I said yes. Um but yeah, that's the story. It was all a bit of a shock. I mean, I was definitely thinking something was off as I was going there, but then I didn't really expect, even though I knew we were talking about rings and everything, I didn't expect that. I actually did think it was a family dinner and I was like, where's your family? (laughs) And then it turned out you revealed that that wasn't your sister at all. I was just texting you the whole time. You were catfishing me, basically. Well, let's rewind back to when you first received that message from my sister asking you to go to that dinner. Um, This was a plan that I had come up with probably a couple of weeks before and I was kind of just working out when to action it in terms of dates. And as a side note, the weather during this month was terrible. Um, This was in February and it was just raining like almost every second day in the Hunter at the time. So I was trying to find the date um, where the weather looked okay and I I just couldn't. I waited like two or three weeks and I couldn't. And then I just ended up choosing one. Anyway, so I had purchased another number and another SIM card. I had a plan where I would say that I was my sister and at this point you didn't have her number so it was totally believable that I gave you a number which I said was my sister's and then you started texting her um and yeah so I had um told you that we were going to have a family dinner in the hunter and that was kind of my way to get you to come to the hunter um you know the hunter is a beautiful place it's especially during that time of the month um the weather is usually quite nice. It's not too hot. Uh, so it's a beautiful place, and that's kind of where I wanted to propose to you. Um, but to get you there, which is very far from where we live, um, I had to have a really solid reason um, to get you there. So I had come up with a plan where I'd say we're having a family dinner, and then it'll be it'll be more believable if it wasn't coming from me, although I had planted that seed saying that, oh, my sister's having you know, thinking of having a dinner in the Hunter later on. And I told you that a couple of times before I sent you that text. And then so it wasn't completely out of the blue. Um, Yeah, that was my plan to get you there. But then I guess I didn't think it through because you didn't drive. And I kind of figured your parents would just be like, yeah, let's go. And which they didn't. Um, And uh, during this time, I had also, uh, I was trying to organize a meeting with your parents so that I can discuss my intentions um, <laughs> and that proved to be a bit of a challenge because, you know, your, your brother lives in Japan and I have no direct contact with your parents. Um, so I had to go through your brother to organize a meeting with your parents. Um, 
and that took quite a while to find a time that worked and they were kind of just like why do you want to talk to us like are you sure you want to do this kind of thing and um it was a bit of a challenge to talk to them anyway we had we organized a meeting and I, I met with them and we had that discussion where I asked them for their blessing and and they were happy with it ultimately uh they obviously had concerns you know being uh, a mixed race um, relationship they kind of didn't know exactly what the specifics were going to be and how it would all work out um you, both your brother and you and your mum had concerns about what life would be like for you to to get married to me and um what the dynamics will be between our families as well as your relationship with my family considering that you know you, you were a catholic and my family is very muslim um so naturally they had concerns i had a lot of questions that i had to answer um which I think I did a reasonable job at because I, I felt like I satisfied their, their concerns at the time. And how did you satisfy their concerns? I mean, it, was, it wasn't surprising for me that they were asking those questions because the first time I spoke to your brother, he had already asked me a lot more questions than your mum had asked me later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of already prepared. Uh, but to me, it was just... I was just trying to answer as honestly as possible. I didn't really rehearse any answers, although it definitely would have been easier if I had. Um, I didn't really give it much thought, to be honest, like in terms of how I would answer them. I kind of just winged them. But for me, the main thing was just being honest and just giving answers that, you know, maybe they didn't want to hear those answers exactly, but I think they appreciated the honesty in terms of like, I don't actually know how things will play out exactly, but I can tell you how... I would react and how I would approach things. But in terms of my family, like I can have a, an influence, but um, I can't tell you exactly how things will be. Um, I can tell you how I want them to be and how we'll work together um, to make that happen. But yeah, I, I was just trying to be as honest and as transparent as possible, um, which I think they they probably appreciated. Like I wasn't trying to bullshit them and give them answers which weren't true. Um, and some, I, I raised my own concerns, like some of them where they were telling me about concerns they had, I was like, well, you know, concern could be that, you know, my family might not get along with your family as well. So we need flexibility on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like one side trying to get their way over the other. So we kind of have to make compromises on both sides. Um, anyway, long story short, all of that went well. Um, we got to the Hunter. I had planned to get there a day before, so I... I'd driven there um, the day before to um, book in, sorry, uh, check into the accommodation and then uh, kind of set everything up. And it was just crazy rain going on the night before. So I couldn't actually set up that much in terms of the outdoor stuff. Um, I was kind of just pumping balloons and um, I had this massive helium tank that I lugged all the way to the Hunter. I was trying to figure out how to use it and I wasted like a whole bunch of helium in the process. but I had like I had boxes and boxes of stuff um, in terms of decorations and how I kind of envisioned it in my head because, as you mentioned, the whole theme was based on the office um, when Michael proposes to Holly. But then I wanted to have a personal touch to it as well, where I incorporated um, parts of our relationship, and some inside jokes and stuff like that. So for me, it was kind of trying to put it all together, and and I had a a vision for it, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out. So I was kind of just winging things as I went and I set it all up. I bought light projectors for the stars and, and on the ceiling. Um, my friends helped me out a lot with like 
um, sound equipment. And um, in terms of setting up, they also arrived the day before. Um, so shout out to Danny and Hubert for and, and their partners for um, the immense help that they offered. Um, was very grateful for that. And uh, yeah, so I had everything set up the day before. And then um, when the day came around, I woke up early. I had um, a whole bunch of things I wanted to do and get done before because I had planned to to propose around seven, which was sunset. And I was just kind of keeping my fingers crossed that the weather would hold up and it wouldn't rain because the whole the whole proposal was meant to be outdoors. Like that was it was like a beautiful vineyards, um, and at sunset sunset the the sun was like right behind the vineyard, so it looked really nice. Um, and you know, it just worked out perfectly. The weather it, it didn't rain at all. Um, there wasn't even that many clouds, so the sunset actually looked exactly how I wanted it to. Um, so yeah, we set it all up. We had lights. We had this big love hard made out of rose petals which again my friends did I, I'm useless at that stuff um and then uh yeah so at that point it was just waiting for you to come and then when you thought I was working in the south coast I was actually just waiting in the hunter my friends had walkie-talkies we were kind of all in position um because one of my friends was going to take photos and he was literally hiding in a bush with a telephoto lens um and we, we were kind of communicating with walkie-talkies like you know she hear it um, because like you were kind of, you told me you're waiting in the lobby and you were just waiting for a cab and it was only like a five, 10 minute drive from there. So we kind of just sat in our positions for quite a while. And then I was kind of just texting you back and forth and it was difficult because I was, I wasn't texting you as myself. I was texting you with my sister at times. So I had to kind of keep up this pretense that, um, and my sister and I had to type in a more formal way that were well, in a way that I thought she typed anyway. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was very, very stressful because it was starting to get dark and you still went there. And at one point I was like, stuff it, I'm just going to drive and pick you up myself and I'll just give it away. At least we'll have a proposal. Mm. Uh, but then luckily, yeah, we ended up sorting it out. The cab came, um, I gave you the wrong directions and you walked all the way to the other side and you walked all the way back and then we met. And then as you said, the story played out I proposed and, uh, luckily you said yes. And, um, we had a fun night. We played board games and hung out with my friends, um, destroyed a wall <laughs> in the accommodation. Like I had put up this um, LED lights uh, photo hanging thing. It was kind of just like LED clips where I hung photos off and I stuck it on with what was supposed to be um, wall safe adhesives. And <laughs> at the in the night when we tried taking them off, it ripped chunks out of the wall, uh, which was a shock and it was very um sort of like what do we do we couldn't leave it like that because that would have been a massive expense so anyway we we ran around that morning went to bunnings patched up the wall uh left that accommodation as in the best state that we could leave it in and as it turned out we, we spent left a really long time picking up rose petals and oh yeah turning off um led candles yeah. Oh, yeah. There was like it was three hundred. There was three hundred candles that I had ordered. Um, there was a lot of lot of work. Um, and as it ended up, we left our GoPro there without realizing. Yeah. Um, which was filming the proposal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it wasn't great footage, but it's something. Um, yeah, we left the GoPro without realizing, and we didn't realize for like three months or something after that. We just couldn't find it. We couldn't find it, but we we didn't think that we left it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. That's the proposal story. When when we came back, um, 
you were kind of telling my family and your family. Um, so you want to talk about like how your family reacted when you told them they kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, they definitely knew it was coming, which was why I guess they decided to drive me there. Well, they must have known that's what was going to happen. Um, but yeah, they were happy for us. Um, yeah, I guess it wasn't really a surprise to them because of that discussion you had with them. So yeah, it was good. Mm, yeah, well, from my side, when I told my mum, she was kind of just like more relieved than anything and kind of just like, yes, it finally happened now. Mm-hmm. When's the NICA date? When, when is the next step? Because for her, it was like, I think I, I appreciated that she um, kind of kept her mind open. Like she didn't believe in the whole engagement thing, but when I told her that was a big deal for you and for your family, for, for us to, to do things the right way, um, at least according to what Western society is like, um, you know, I was, I was appreciative of the fact that she had kept an open mind and she was patient in that she waited for me to propose and for us to get engaged mm-hmm. before she really started ramping up the pressure. Um, so yeah, when I, when I got home, she was really happy for us. Um, I think you showed her the ring the next day and, uh, you really liked it? Yep. Uh, oh, this is my ring. I don't know if you can see it, but um, yeah, the result of many trips to different jewelry shops and um, we started looking into lab-grown diamonds in particular um, when we found out how expensive natural diamonds are um, and we found out that they're basically the same thing they're just a lot cheaper and um, same, you know, composition and um, characteristics of a real diamond, real diamond. Yeah, well, it's the same composition. We did a lot of research um, and we ended up, you know, we decided on a lab-grown diamond. But I guess when you got the ring, um, did you know it was a lab-grown diamond straight away? I knew, well, I was surprised at how big it was because I know we were talking about um, sort of smaller sizes before that. I think I must have known it was um, lab-grown because we had agreed on that. Yep. Um, So you didn't think I gave you a fake diamond? (laughs) No. No, I would never think that. Because they're real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, so... You're happy with the ring. This is literally the one that you had chosen. I just went to the store the next day and got it. Um, what happened afterwards was my mom really ramped up the pressure in terms of the nikah, which, again, for those of you that don't know, is the Muslim ceremony, um, Muslim marriage ceremony. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she was really ramping up the pressure. She was kind of pushing me for a date. Um, and things escalated really quickly after we got engaged. Uh, but that's a story for the next episode where we'll get into the nikah and kind of how that all played out. Um, it ended up happening a lot, lot quicker than we thought it would. Um, so it was kind of a mad rush to get it all ready and everything. But uh, we'll tell you all about that in the next episode. Um, that's pretty much all we had for you in this episode. We really appreciate you guys joining us on this journey. Um, Again, if you'd like to follow us, we release a new episode every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Uh, And if you're enjoying this series, we would be really grateful if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends.
Uh, but that's all from us for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.